Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today. And we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gope. Grace and peace, beauties, rise and shine. It is a beautiful Soul Sunday because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your host, your sister, your auntie, yes, your girl, Dr. Lynn Goble, and I am back with another dose of the most insight, inspiration, energy, encouragement, and love. That is exactly what I am about to give you a dose of. I am coming into your home, your phone, your car, or your computer, even your television, just to release some positive vibes to you wherever you are listening from. Again, thank you to all of my listeners all across the world, nationwide and internationally. And, you know, I always welcome my new beauties into the Beautiful Soul Sunday family, but I never want to forget my listeners and biggest supporters in the U.S. of A, honey. Listen, thank you so much to all of my listeners all across the country and around the world. I appreciate all of my listeners for tuning in each week. And as always, you know, I'm going to send you some big hearts and lots of love. So keep it locked, keep listening and subscribing to Beautiful Soul Sunday as I continue to give you some news you can use. And that is the good news, which is only the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I pray that all of you have had a blessed, prosperous, and wonderful week. I had another productive week, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. And today, beauties, it is my son's birthday, Jordan Lewis. He is also the announcer for Beautiful Soul Sunday. And I just want to wish him a very happy and blessed birthday. And, you know, last week was also my daughter's birthday. I didn't mention that on my previous episode, but I do also want to wish her a very happy and blessed birthday as well. Both of my beauties are born in November. And guys, listen, I have grown children and I'm wishing them a very happy birthday. I also have family members and friends with birthdays in November. My sister Patty will celebrate her birthday this week. My brother and my other sister, Milton and Melissa, had birthdays last week. And their father has a birthday coming up. So to all of my beauties with November birthdays, including my other sister and girlfriend, Valerie, I know today is also her birthday. So listen to all of my November beauties. This song is for you. Yes. Happy birthday, guys. May you celebrate many more blessed, prosperous, wonderful birthdays. And, you know, speaking of being able to celebrate birthdays, 
I think we can all agree that we have our Heavenly Father, of course, to thank for giving us life and allowing us to live. But we also have our mother and our father to thank because honestly, we are all here based off of someone else's decision to give us life by allowing us to live. And for some, it was not an easy decision due to circumstances or situations we may have found ourselves in, which may have surrounded situations in how we became pregnant, because for some, it may not have been a joyous occasion in the beginning. And I really feel like God laid this on my heart. And I just want to share some things with my listeners. And that is the subject matter of dealing with an unplanned pregnancy and the decisions you are faced with whenever you may be considering an abortion as a solution to your situation. And I just want to throw some facts out there for you because it is important for you to know the effects of your decision. And something I always say whenever I counsel someone is that you never want to make a permanent decision off of a temporary circumstance, especially if that decision involves planned parenthood, which is an essential healthcare service that provides things such as STD testing and treatment, birth control, cancer screenings, and prevention, abortion, hormone therapy, infertility services, and general health care for women, along with information in a lot of areas in helping a woman make a decision on whether or not she should keep her unborn child. And this statement was taken directly from the Planned Parenthood website. And I'm going to read it. It says, for more than 100 years, Planned Parenthood has promoted, listen to this, a common sense approach to women's health and well-being based off of respect for each individual's right to make informed, independent decisions about health, sex, and family planning. Did you catch that? A common sense approach is what they say. But here's what you may not be informed about when it comes to making a decision to have an abortion. And this is actually something God spoke to me about a couple of weeks ago. He said to me, you speaking to me, you have a voice, but someone has to be the voice for the innocent who don't have a voice or a choice in whether or not they live or die. And the effects of your choices and decisions go much further than whether or not you're ready to be a parent because you can either birth, carry, miscarry, or abort your seed. And yes, the choice is yours to make. But if you choose to birth your seed, you are making a choice to keep a command and a promise 
from God because the fruit of the womb is God's reward. And I said command because when he created Adam and Eve, the man and the woman in the book of Genesis, he spoke to them and he said, be fruitful and multiply. So that was the command. Psalms 127.3, it says, lo, children are an heritage of the Lord. They are God's possession. That word heritage actually means heirloom. The scripture goes on to say, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. That word reward means wage, worth, or price. And if you remember, or if you had an opportunity to listen to last week's episode, I talked about the pearl of great price. What that means is that every single seed that is deposited into the womb of a woman has a price tag on their head, a price that Jesus made an advance payment on. You were purchased in advance by the blood of Jesus Christ. And although you may find yourself in a situation where you are making an informed, quote unquote, informed decision about your own body, I'm going to stress that your own body. I am going to tell you what the Bible says. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, it starts out with a question. Paul says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and you are not. I'm going to stress that you are not your own. That word not means never. So you never really have rights over your own body. You are not your own and you never will be because Jesus paid a price for your life. Verse 20 says, for you are bought with a price. In other words, you are valuable and precious. I esteem you highly. You were purchased with honor and dignity at the highest degree. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit. The mental disposition and rational part of your soul, that's the translation of the word body in that verse of scripture, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So your body and your spirit belong to God. There is not one person on the planet who owns themselves because there's not one single person on the planet that can say they paid for your life, which means like it or not, God owns you. And even when we deserve to be disowned, guess what? He still loves us and he still looks at us as his purchased prized possessions. Unlovable at times, yes. Disobedient at times, yes. It doesn't matter though, because God is saying, I did not purchase you at a discount And guess what? There is no return policy. He bought and paid for your life. And as mean and rotten as people can be, God keeps and he has kept everything he paid for. The good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, I was thinking about this because my husband and I do a lot of online shopping where we order our groceries online. 
allow someone else to do the shopping for us. Then we go and pick up the groceries. It's very convenient, something that has been implemented due to COVID-19. And here's the problem with that, though. When someone else is doing your shopping for you, what we have found in our own personal experience, probably if you have utilized this service, you may have found this out as well. But when someone else is doing your shopping for you, what we have found is that they really do not care whether or not they are giving you the best product available. We have gotten broken eggs, rotten fruit, bad tomatoes, rotten potatoes. Now, those potatoes, let me tell you guys, they smelled horrible. Like they smelled so bad that we thought to ourselves, really, when you picked those up, you couldn't smell those potatoes. I mean, they were rotten, guys. We couldn't even bring them in the house because it was smelling up our house. I mean, they smelled absolutely horrible. So guess what we have to do? Every single time we have gotten rotten, old, nasty, stale groceries that they probably didn't even have out on the floor of the supermarket, They probably didn't feel like shopping for somebody that day. So they just grabbed whatever was in the back and stuck it in our bag. Okay, I digress because I think I'm having a moment. But anyway, again, do you know what we had to do every single time that happened? Because it has happened on more than one occasion. We took it right back to the store and exchanged it for fresh salad, fresh potatoes, bread that didn't have mold on it. We exchanged it from food which wasn't fit to eat to food which was fit to eat. But God didn't do that when he purchased us. Whatever God got when he paid for us, honey, he just had to keep it. There are no returns, no exchanges. And you know that some people are really rotten themselves, mean, cruel, vile, And if we were still under the law of the Old Testament, listen, I know God would have thrown us back. Oh, you don't believe it? Let me give you some scripture out of the book of Genesis chapter six, beginning with verse one, it says, and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. And they took them wives of all which they chose. Verse three says, and the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man for that. He also is flesh. So God understands we are in the flesh. We're not all spirit. Yet God is saying his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. So God shortened man's days because back in the Old Testament, Methuselah, he's not a myth. He lived to be 999 years old, like he was almost a thousand years old. But God, because of the way that men were on the earth, he shortened our days to 120 years. Verse four says there were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came into or unto the daughters of men, in other words, they were having sex with them. And they bear children to them. The same became mighty men, which were of old men and renown. Verse five says, and God saw that the wickedness of man 
was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Here's my zoom in verse. Verse six says, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. It repented the Lord that he made man on the earth. So what was God saying? He was saying, listen, you guys are so wicked, evil, and cruel. I'm sorry I ever even made y'all. God repented. That means he was sorry. He regretted ever making us humans, guys. So as a result, verse 7 says, And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me. It made me sorry that I have made them. And verse eight says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And this is why the flood of Noah took place. People were mean, they were rotten, vile, and God said, I'm just going to wipe out the entire generation except for Noah and his family and two of every beast of the field, fowl of the air, and every creeping thing because once I wipe out everything and everybody, I'm going to have to replenish the earth. Now, that was in the Old Testament, but thank God for Jesus that by the time we get to the New Testament, Jesus is like, listen, dad, don't kill him. Kill me. I will take my life and sacrifice my life for theirs. Let me buy them back. Let me pay for them. And that is the reason why you don't own yourself and you don't own anyone else. We cannot take our life or the life of someone else's into our own hands and do whatever we want to do, because ultimately, if you decide to do that, you are deciding to take something and steal something which doesn't belong to you and something that is really technically never yours in the first place. But listen, God is so gracious. He was gracious enough to entrust us to take care of seeds which are allowed to be planted within us. He refers to as fruit, his priceless heirlooms who are all valuable to the body of Christ yesterday, today, tomorrow, and for many generations to come. So listen, I'm going to let you think about that, meditate on it for just a moment. And I will be right back after this brief announcement. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the show, beauties. 
So before the break, I talked about how God is just so gracious to entrust us with seeds that he allows us to carry and nurture, to grow. It starts out as a seed and God says, the fruit you are carrying is my reward. And I think it's really an honor, not just to carry seed, but to actually birth the seed that we carry. And we have to remind ourselves of that when it comes to dealing with our children. It is our job to make sure we are not mishandling or abusing the seed or the fruit of the womb God has given us in our children. And I do get it. I understand that some situations we can control and some are beyond our control when it comes to whether or not you miscarry the seed or you abort the seed you are carrying. Here's the difference, though. Miscarriages and abortions both cause death. But when you abort something, what that means is that you control whether or not you are going to give birth to it. Earlier in the show, I talked about Planned Parenthood. And ultimately, if you find yourself in a situation where you feel like you would need Planned Parenthood, I just want to share some statistics and reality about your choices should you choose to abort your seed. Abortion is not just a simple medical procedure. For many women, it is a life-changing event with significant physical, emotional, and even spiritual consequences. Most women who struggle with past abortions say that they wish they had been told all of the facts about abortion and its risks. There is a pill you can take on day one considered as the first pill, which causes a chemical abortion that stops the baby's heart from beating. The second day medication causes contractions to expel the baby. This method is used up to 49 days after the last menstrual period and may cause cramping, heavy bleeding, nausea, or vomiting. A chemical abortion pill reversal may be possible through injections of the natural hormone progesterone, which will counteract the effects and restore circulation to the preborn baby. But you are putting yourself at risk as well as the baby. And I would even dare say that you are also risking whether or not your baby would be born with a birth defect. Of course, surgery carries a risk as well, especially invasive surgery, which involves inserting an instrument into your body. Surgical abortion procedures are invasive and carry normal surgical risks, and those risks are also dependent on the doctor's proficiency. A first trimester abortion from 5 to 12 weeks starts with a metal rod to open your cervix and the insertion of a tube to vacuum the baby and other tissue out of your uterus. And I want to say this. If you do decide to make a 
permanent decision off of a temporary circumstance. When you are ready to become a parent, let's say years down the road and you're married and you want to have children, your procedure can actually make you sterile or keep you from having children in the future. So that is also something to think about. But when this vacuum suction occurs in order to abort the baby, there is pain, there's bleeding, and feelings of loss may be felt. The late-term abortion process performed 16 to 18 weeks and later varies according to the baby's age. Generally, something is inserted into your cervix to help open it up. It's a one to two day process. The baby is then dismembered and removed from the mother's uterus. Labor and delivery of a fully formed dead fetus may also occur. A woman can change her mind, of course, before the procedure and even after your cervix has been prepped for the procedure without harming the baby unless the doctor has already injected the baby with heart-stopping medication. Stopping a baby's heart prevents a mother from changing her mind. Following an abortion, relief is a common feeling, but it doesn't always last because once a baby is aborted, he or she obviously cannot be brought back to life And so then the mother has feelings of emptiness and sadness may occur immediately or even after a period of time. And I have spoken with women who have had an abortion and they always tell me that they regret their decision. Many women will bury the experience of having an abortion or they are tormented by their decision. They're tormented on Mother's Day. They are tormented on the anniversary of the abortion date, or they count how old their child would be in the coming years. I mean, there are just so many emotions that a woman goes through. It's not just the procedure, but they may also face depression. And I will say that I have been told they never forget about that one that they aborted. They may long for the baby or suffer lifelong guilt or even grief. Most abortion clinics do not help a woman cope with her loss, basically because it is a huge moneymaker, unfortunately. But there are pregnancy centers who can assist with understanding and even reconciling a woman's guilt and grief after the loss of a child through abortion. And also, if you are faced with this decision, ask yourself this, is the clinic staffed with qualified nurses, medical assistants and doctors? Do the abortion doctors have hospital privileges? Or are emergency room doctors faced with handling abortion complications? Does the staff have the required special training, licensing, and certification in anesthesia or sedation, which is being used because the abortion business can be very lucrative and profitable 
And most clinics are owned by non-medical owners or business investors. So this is something that you also want to consider. But I do want to say this, abortion is not your only option. If you are not ready or able to put yourself in a position where you feel like you are ready to become a parent, adoption also offers the opportunity for you to allow your baby to live. Never let anyone pressure you. You are in control and you can choose the option of having an open, closed or semi-open adoption. And you can even choose the adoptive family to love and raise your child. Financial help is also available to you. And parenting, of course, is always an option. Many pregnancy centers provide assistance to make parenting easier, and they can assist in making referrals to other agencies to meet your specific needs. Rape or incest victims are often encouraged to abort their baby. However, abortion adds another layer of hurt and harm to the woman on top of the trauma she has already endured. And really being coached into taking the life of your own child is only going to add insult to the injury you have already experienced. Abortion is traumatic all by itself, physically and emotionally. But the option for adoption puts the mother in control. She is empowered to turn a tragedy into triumph by choosing the gift of life. And if she chooses to make someone else parents, or if she chooses to become a parent herself, either way, your choice to give a life and not take it from the innocent is going to be a win for you as well as for your unborn child. A lot of this information was taken from the Foundations of Life website. They offer free and confidential consultations. They have trained staff to answer your questions about abortion, provide you with abortion facts, and discuss the side effects of abortion. And they do offer free, confidential, and non judgmental support to women of all ages. You can contact them by phone or email. Their email address is foundationsoflife at ccdosp.org. That's foundationsoflife, F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S-O-F-L-I-F-E at ccdosp.org. Or you can call the phone number at 813-631-4398. They are based out of Tampa, Florida, but I'm sure they can also assist you with contacting a foundation in your area. And they are there to help you with the information and resources you need. And they do take walk-ins or you can call to set up an appointment to meet with a member of their professional staff. Visit their website at foundationsoflife.org. 
Listen, before I end the show today, I mentioned earlier that my daughter celebrated her birthday. Really, it was week before last at the beginning of November. And she's not my spiritual daughter. She is my actual biological daughter conceived when I was raped at the age of 17 by having non-consensual sex. As a result of that rape, I became pregnant. And through lots of counseling, lots of prayer, I decided to have my baby and put her up for adoption. She was raised by members of my own extended family. And the decision I made and that experience was by no means an easy decision. But it was the choice that I made to give my baby life and not take her life. So I'm not just giving you statistics. I'm not just telling you something that I haven't actually experienced, lived through or gone through myself. But I can say that over the years, my daughter and I are building a relationship as mother and daughter, which is something that I prayed for even at the age of 17 years old, knowing that I made a decision to give my daughter up for adoption. But I always wanted my daughter to know who I was one day. And I can say that today through love and her forgiving me for the choice and the decision I made, we have put the past behind us. We have a great relationship now and we are building not from a past decision, but from a future one to love and to forgive. And this episode is not to influence you. But to encourage you, just to let you know that death or aborting your seed is not your only option. And God can and will mend your relationship when you choose to give God his reward and not rob him of it. The quote that I want to leave with you today is out of the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19. And it says this, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your seed may live. Listen, that is my time, beauties. Remember to choose life because Jesus chose yours. You are valued and you are loved by the Father. So keep living your best life for Christ. Always walk in love. Feast on the word of God. Be intentional to be a blessing to someone else. Stay positive. Stay healthy. Body, soul, and spirit. Be kind, keep a beautiful mind, and never forget who God called you to be, purposed you to be, and created you to be, and that is a beautiful, dope soul. God bless you.
We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.